I think we have a, a change of a of a chapter in a sense. Not saying the Warriors are completely done, but the way that the the Nuggets handled their business on all facets, I think we're starting to see a, a change of a chapter. And with Jokic, it may be the time of going back to you know the way big men are being played. You know what I'm saying? Like who who knows how that's going to change the game as well. This is Andre Iguodala. This is Evan Turner. We're trying to get to the true essence of not just basketball, but life, and that means something. 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 It is like a finger pointing away to the moon. Don't concentrate on the finger, or you will miss all that heavenly glory. That level of understanding has been taken out of the game. Out of the game. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode point forward. I'm Andre. Obviously, y'all know E.T. And today, we're going to drop our version of a Woj bomb. Can we get some drums or something? Build up the suspense? Talk to the people, E.T. <laughs> Talk to the people. <laughs> well, after 33 straight weeks of dropping every single Friday, this is going to be the final episode of season two of Point Forward. Yes, that is correct. This season, literally, we ran from last fall, I believe. Um, we began with Steve Ballmer yeah. to, to this day. Uh, we have some pretty interesting guests we would like to, I would like to discuss with you, E.T., but um, we've been working, man. It's been a, it's been a grind, but a good grind. I always, I always respect the good grind. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So off the top of your head, man, tell me one thing that stood out to you this season from point forward. You know, it's funny because we feel like we know our teammates because we rattle so much. But I learned something about all the teammates that were on this year from James Wiseman. <laughs> but James takes James James takes a bad hit, so I don't want to say it, but I learned that James doesn't know Mandarin. <laughs> <laughs> Moses Moses Moody. Moses Moody might be one of my favorites just because he he saw a man get sentenced to life in prison. How about that as an experience to being an intern, right? <laughs> Your first day on the job and not getting paid, and he got life. <laughs> right, God <laughs> damn. Uh, Ty Jerome, Ty Jerome's pretty good, and uh, yeah. I, I got to see the sensitive side of Dante. So we, um, I hugged him a good amount after that episode. So yeah. those are those are those are my highlights. Just getting to know my teammates, things about my teammates I didn't know. Yeah, I think that was tough. I think uh, that that was super cool to see from a side too. I think uh, for me, it's like how many cities and locations we recorded from. Like just off the top of my head, I'm oh, counting yeah. like like ten spots. We were in Ohio, Cali, Utah, Florida, Minnesota, Texas. Shit, we even did one in like Pennsylvania. You know what I mean? Like that's crazy. And he said, you know, we've been all around the world. We what did I say? Minnesota, Texas. He was like, even we did one in Pennsylvania. This said PA. PA, MBPA. Oh, you're PA. Oh, I tweet. My fault. Yeah, I'm on one. <laughs> I said, when I said PA, I'm like, PA, what the fuck do we do? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck do we do on PA? I'm glad you, you straightened that out. That would have fucked me up the rest of the day. I'm like, Pennsylvania? I didn't do shit in Pennsylvania, but all right. I thought they were talking about the Trey Young pod. I'm like, that nigga must have recorded in Pennsylvania. All right. All right. All right. I'm back. I'm good. Uh, that was a great one. But it, re it reminded me, you said Minnesota. And it reminds me that, uh, please, hotels, get your Wi-Fi up. Uh, that was one of my favorite episodes, actually, with 
uh, Rick Rubin, but we had some technical difficulties on my end, and I'm a stickler for that. So, um, you know, but we're going to have some fun reflecting on the season, both point forward and NBA. But before we do all that, here's where we remind you all, you can catch us every episode of season two. And if you want to go back, season one, pod and podcast on YouTube and as podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you prefer downloading pods from. And check out our archives while we're away. There are some uncut gems there. And be sure to stay tuned for season three. We will be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. Point forward. With that little bit of excitement and nostalgia in the air, we want to use today's podcast to talk about some timeless material. First up, the NBA season is over. Um, congrats to the Denver Nuggets. Um, they do deserve a congrats. I haven't been able to. I've been ripping and running. But um, I saw the game on the road. Uh, nice finish for those guys. Um, but as we reflect on the season in 2023, um, ET, in 10, say 20 years from now, what are the three things that we are going to tell the story of the league from this past season? I mean, there were plenty of plenty yeah. of things to talk about. I think on a positive note, we would have to do uh, LeBron breaking the scoring title, the scoring record. For sure. Yes, yes, yes. That's, that was major. I think that's one. I think uh, another positive note. Uh, shit, I, I thought the net situation was cool to get cleared up. So I feel as though that was starting mm-hmm. to put a tarnish on the NBA world. And it's just like, man, it was messing with dude's legacy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But here's my that. question. Because I hear what you're saying, and I, you know, a big fan of Mikhail. Do you need a like a top five star in the city of New York? Do you think that I when would we see that again? Man, you I think I think somebody's got a sign there, bruh. And and to really be in New York, bro. Do you need to be was Kevin and them like like James Harden, Kevin, and Kyrie were in New York. Was it really like on Smash like that? If you think about it, was it? That that's a great point. You know that I mean? is a great like, point. Yes, I, I I think also too the real factor as well. And we're getting off topic. Is uh no, bro. New York is a Knicks city. It's not a Brooklyn. It's not a net mm-hmm. city like mm-hmm. at all. Like it's done. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So like I I, I feel like. I think it's a Knicks city in New York needs like ballers in, in, in New York, but I don't know. That's, that's all I could really take away from the season. I think two good notes, maybe, uh, you know, the 20, you know, 2023 year wasn't, was pretty exciting. I think we have a, a change of a, of a chapter in a sense, not saying the Warriors are completely done, but the way that the, the Nuggets handled their business on all facets, I think we're starting to see a, a change of a chapter and with Jokic, it may be the time of going back to, you know, the way big men are being played. You know what I'm saying? Like, who, who knows how that's going to change the game as well. So I think and I've been asking here. for that. Yeah, I've yeah. been asking for that. You know me, yeah. I've been asking for that because I want the mid-range to come back. And I think uh, Jokic uh, being a dominant big will, you know, I think you need a dominant big for that. Now, Jokic is, what, 28? Um, yeah. They got a young crew. So, um you know, it's really, really hard to win two chips, like really hard. Like the first one's really hard, but to go back to back, you know, we don't see that often uh, as of recently. Like how many teams have gone back to back recently? Yeah. And so saying that, um, I've heard a lot of dynasty ch- chat a lot, which that's I, 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 I think it's a bit aggressive, but, um, you know, 
Mike Malone did speak on it, which is pretty funny. Uh, Mike Malone been getting his bag lately. I've yeah, stayed with Mike Malone, but you heard him on uh, on Pat McAfee. He went crazy. What do you? No, I didn't hear him. What did he say? I, I feel like certain things that can be joked about are for us. That's part of my. Ah, I'm gonna just leave it right there. I know you want the Springfield Andre to come out, but I'm gonna leave it there. No, so he was. I, I want to know what happened. What, what are you trying to say? The white, the, the, the white man back? Like what did he say? <laughs> no, <laughs> what he, he say? no, he didn't go that crazy. But he said um, Pat McAfee asked him about the, how the news cycles work around the NBA. You know, the, the Nuggets they swept the Lakers and they won a chip, but you know. All the rumors, all the gossip, all the conversations about basketball are about the Denver Nuggets. It'll flip to the Lakers. It'll flip to LeBron. It'll flip to Kyrie. It'll flip to Zion. It'll flip to this guy. It'll flip to, you know, James Harden. It'll flip to Doc. The coach is being fired. And there's, you know, I, I understand that part. Like, I respect that question because there should be more conversations around the champions. Yeah. But, um, it was funny. Mike Malone responded by saying, yeah, you know how it goes, but, uh, you know, News uh, news break. Uh, I'm thinking about retiring right now. Throwing a joke back at LeBron. Yeah, he said, oh, really? but he was yes. like joking about it. And it then, you know, with the vanilla screen, yeah, three yeah, screens, yeah. it was Pat, it was Guy, and it was Mike Malone's. You know, yeah. Yeah, I no, thought I, I, felt, I felt like it was a body shot. No, and I told you, did you, uh, you want to know what's so crazy? Why your MVP and your best player on your team parades around saying he doesn't care about any of it? So, like, that's the narrative you say besides the fact of, like, it's people's pro-choice. Like, nigga, nobody wanted to watch Denver win a championship, bro. The shit, the shit is not fun to watch, but it is fun to watch. On paper, it's yes. not fun to watch. But Correct. Jamal Murray is unbelievable. Jokic, yes. obviously, is unbelievable. Aaron Gordon, put some respect on his name. Like, Bruce, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Bruce, Bruce Brown. Yeah, Bruce yeah. Brown about, had the two, yeah. two biggest buckets in the series of offensive yeah, rebounds both times, games four and five. And there's a lot of people you can love to hate, I guess. Or like, it, it's just not big names on there that's, that's sexy, and that's the league, and that's what's tough. Yeah. But at the yeah. same time, bro, like, I didn't w- watch Josh Rosen or whatever that little QB with the messed up nose. He got in trouble for telling people like, "Oh, but football ain't my life," and da da da. Like other stuff, and it's like it, it killed him in the draft. You know what I'm saying? Or like, it, it not it didn't kill him in the draft, but it killed his reputation in sense. I'm True. Dirt. We pray it's okay if you like basketball, Jokic. Like you do it eighty five percent of your time. Like this whole thing of being like, I don't care, da da da. Don't be shocked if the head of your snake says you don't care, and then you don't really get all those. You know what I mean? True, that's your story. But yeah, but that don't correlate. They need to do. You know, it's a new cycle. Keep going. So, um, something else that came up this season, right? I wanted to bring to your attention was, I don't think we quite broke down that KD trade. Let's break it down. So, okay. So here was the trade. So Brooklyn sent Kevin Durant and TJ Warren to Phoenix. And Phoenix, in return, sent Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, who ended up going to Milwaukee, and four first-round draft picks in a 2028 draft swap. Now, we speak about how you, you were happy to see you get cleared up in Brooklyn and they move forward. Now, if you're a team that knows that Kevin Durant wants to leave Brooklyn, wouldn't you think you had the leverage? 
True. Like if like if I know a guy wants to leave the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, that's real. But then when you break it down, it's like, come on, Brad. Like we still sending you some good shit, even though I don't want it no more. It's still it's- no. I'm saying, did you think Phoenix got the shorter end of the stick by giving up four draft picks? Four draft picks is crazy. No, that is crazy. Especially, I, I don't know, bro. That's KD, bro. Yeah. Like that. That's my only thing. When when, when we sit there saying it's crazy, it's like. I know, like, him wanting out is huge, and, like, you could use that for leverage for anything. But, like, this is a dude that we – I mean, I, I don't know if that asset works the same as just watching a player and being like, yo, this is Kevin Durant. How old is KD? 33, 34? 33, but you, you add it up in the grand scheme of things, even if you only need him for three seasons, he gets you one chip. That's one chip closer than what you – more than what you had over the past 30 bajillion years. Like, I mean, I think they would have said that about Brooklyn too, though. Yeah, I dig you, but they still got enough way from media. They still made a lot of money regardless. Don't you think? I'm just saying from a business yes, end yes, of that. Yes, so, like, yes, when you yes, sit yes, there, it's yes, like, yes. at the end of the day, I'm going to make I'll, – I'll, I'll bail in making money off Kevin Durant being at the games for four, four first-round draft picks I have no idea about. And a, poss- and a possibility of a championship. When they did it on paper, him, Devin Booker, Aiden, and Chris Paul – and then Aiden and all this and so on and mm-hmm. so forth. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel where you're coming from, but it's like when we sit here too, it's like, damn, you got to do what you got to do to go get a Kevin Durant. I know it's wild f- four first-round picks, but on the way of business and basketball, mm-hmm. fuck it. Right? Nah, I'm not arguing that at all. Yeah, yeah. I did see the PGA Tour did something super dope. Um, I think we should chat on that next. I'll, I'll pull it up in a minute. Pause. Oh. But they were comparing like who the top PGA players were to the top NBA players. And so like uh, Jimmy Butler and Bruce Capital was one comparison. Their swag, the way they go about it, the way it's like nonchalant in terms of like they don't care how people think or look about them. They're brash. They're, they, you know, they got their egos and they just they figure out a way to get it done. And you're like, what's so special about this guy? But they just keep ending up winning. Uh, they keep, keep winning majors or they keep just getting to the finals and you don't even think they can get out of the first, second round. And so uh, the interesting comparison was Kevin Durant and Roy McIlroy. Mm-hmm. So staying on KD, and we're big KD fans. Big KD fans. Rory hasn't won a major in, oh, my God, it's been like nine, ten years. And they, took, and they took Tiger Woods golf from him, and the, from Tiger, and they're going to give it to Rory. <laughs> like, on the video like game. That. Shit like that, bro. Like, you know how hard Tiger worked to do some shit like that? It's like, hey, you know what, bro? You got caught cheating. All right, bro. Little dude from Ireland. All right, just keep going. My fault. No, I'm saying, but Rory is that good. So that was a beautiful comparison. And But we both, we all understand if a player is playing at their best, who's the best in the game? In golf, everybody in golf says it's Rory. In basketball, I think we all say if Katie's in the Perfect situation, right state of mind. He's playing his best. There's nobody better than him. But it feels like something's always up with the in the way. I think it's something <laughs> always something's always in the way. Yeah, I don't know what it true. is. It, no, it could right. be you know coaching change, or it could be location, it could be scenario. Nobody get the vaccine shot. Like something's always somebody's there. ankle break. Yeah, like, and Rory had his issues in. Um, this year, the Masters, something happened. He took a break, ended up getting like five million for not being in three million, five million for not being in the tournament. 
You know, he has won the major uh, last year. He should have won the Open. Uh, Cam Smith came and took it from him at the very end. It's, it's not clicking. It's always something. And so, in saying all that, that's what I'm bringing to you about the trade, you know. But any any opportunity I can get, if you picking Fantasy League or if I'm picking my team, yeah. I'm picking Rory McIlroy first. Yeah. I'm picking Kevin Durant first. So that's going to be easy. Now, the funniest thing about what you said is not even funny. You were 100% correct in your argument, which brings me to my other one, the Rudy Gobert trade. Now, they you up for a first round. <laughs> bro, bro, that's why, bro. I Shout out to Rudy. I always say this, bro. Rudy Gobert, me and him could be cousins. So I hate hating on a man like that. Like me, Rudy, Grant Williams, like we all got the same type luck. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like obviously Rudy's a great French player. But God damn, like my defensive player of the year can't be on every highlight. Like when I think of like crazy basketball highlights, Rudy pop right up on on a surfboard. But keep going, bro. <laughs> keep going, bro. No, that was that was that was pretty much it in terms of you know <laughs> I think we will look back on this KD trade um, for two reasons. Uh, two positive reasons, I think. You know, possibility of Phoenix winning the championship and then the Nets getting uh, that, you know, fresh start in terms of, like you said, like you, you said it again, you said it with Denver, a new chapter, are we turning the page? But the same thing for the city of New York, you know, the excitement around the Knicks. Now, Brooklyn, there's excitement there. And how we, you know, I think this year will, will tell us a lot about where each one of those franchises go in a, in a, in a big way, big way. I mean, we even had, I mean, even the Rudy Gobert thing I wanted to go back to, yeah. uh, it's hard to that- pick out your picks though. But the kid, uh, Kessler, he was, he was a big positive in the league this year. Yeah, bro. Like, like, like I think he would have been, I think he would have been better yeah. suited. I think he would have been better suited if he was in Minnesota Yeah, or Minnesota. That's- Man, that's bro. Look at that. They traded Malik Beasley, Pat Beverly, Leandro Bomaro, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, and bro, first round pick, first round pick, swap pick, first round pick, first round pick. Who did they think they were getting? Is that the same K- dude K- that came H- from? <laughs> but that's the same. That's the same guy that drafted Jokic and went to Minnesota, correct? And got like part ownership of a team, correct? Yeah, there's fine. There's fine print in the ownership piece of that. But okay, okay. Yes, because I thought it was ownership too, but there's there's some fine print in there. There is ownership, but it's yeah. it's um, pending success. Bro, that's bro, that's that's a that's a wild that's a wild. But at the end of the day, when you break down its accolades, bro, three time defensive player of the year, they won sixty games a year like three times, like. That's sometimes when they be like, man, I'm not a, like I said the other day, I'm not an analytics guy, I'm a numbers guy. And it's like, I think sometimes in that situation, like Gobert, unbelievable, but golly, that, that's a lot, bro. Don't yeah. you think? That, that's a no, tough no, trade. No, 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 no. For one guy. For a nine hey, guarantee. Like for a nine, you're like. It's only, it's only three guys. It's only three guys I'm making that trade for. KD one of them. Yeah. MJ. Modern day MJ right now. For it. For it. <laughs> for it. And the, I think the last one I wanted to speak on in terms of if we reflect on this season in 10, 20 years, which will lead me to my next conversation, the Kings. You got De'Aaron Fox. Two. 
what do you think the Kings need to do to get to the next level? You have the potential to full max extend because I think he made all, did he make all NBA team? What do you do with Sabonis? I was trying to sign a trade, go get me a couple of them. To be honest with you, I'm trying to sign a trade. And I like Sabonis. There's no disrespect to Sabonis, but come on, baby. That's like, uh, and then what would I know? I, I just, th- Sabonis ain't going to do it for you. But, I mean, at the same time, Jokic is just a new proto-style big, but I just think you go get two or three people for Sabonis, save that money, and and literally build a team around a, a top-five point guard, arguably. And then you got yeah. Devin Herter. You you make sure you bring back Malik Monk. Like, whatever, he's a yeah. dub. Like, yeah, he's yeah. dub a yeah. night. You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, I just, mm-hmm. and I just think, like, Man, I, I I love I love Sabonis, but like even just being in Indiana, sometimes it's like the Roy Hibbert all, all star appearances. You know what I mean? You like yeah, is he, is, Miller. Yeah, or shout out David Lee, but come on. Like, you know the Michael Wakande. The Ola Wakande. Yeah. So like shout out Kyle Corbett. And um we gonna do that. I so did make all star team. But shout out Kyle Corbett because he's a dog for real. Yeah. Don't let it True yeah, don't get it twisted. True story. But going to the Kings. When this was bringing me to my next conversation, we had a really good conversation this early in the season about matchups and how you were always excited for a certain matchup going to the season. Like you marking out your schedule, like I'm looking for this guy for this guy, I'm looking for this guy versus this guy. We did that. The PG position is looking a little stacked, and so how are we rank, ranking our top five PGs now that the season's over? And I was t- speaking of De'Aaron Fox. Um, because we I think we said Ja was a good matchup for SGA. I think it's Ja and Fox more than SGA because I think SGA is a different style, a different flow. Like it's like two rappers. It's like I don't want Jay going up against Twister, and not saying like one is way better than the other. I'm just saying that those styles are dissimilar. But Steve versus Steve. NCA flow like some silk the shocker type shit. Like you can't, like you can't put silk the shocker. Where it's just like a different type of flow. He never really, you know what I mean. It never like really made sense. But it's like literally like shit. Every time the limit came on you, I was waiting for silk. True. (laughs) But what he say? I I ain't saying you need to leave him, but you need to like roll with me. Remember that song, man? (laughs) Yo, I will. Yo, I will say this though, bro. Whoever you match Jamal, I want Jamal Murray matched up with a big dog. Don't match him up with one of these young dudes. So like, Jamal's young though. But I'm just saying in general, bro. They show his playoff numbers, bro. That little dude's not young, bro. That dude's averaging like for a playoffs, bro. It's like 23, like shooting like 40, 40, 80 something. Like, yeah, yeah. After these runs and everything he's doing, bro, he. he I'm not saying it's Steph because nothing's like Steph, but I'm just talking about like, the runs and excitement, like some of the did stuff he, that he was did doing. He, did he match up against any good point? Any any elite caliber point guard in the playoffs? Nah, but I think he has a scoring knack where it wouldn't matter. You understand what I'm saying? Like I didn't see him. Like I didn't see him at 21. Arguably, like his numbers was, was versus Dame was crazy. You know what I mean? Not saying like you outplayed Dame or anything, but I'm just saying like his numbers. You're just like, bro, this little dude's averaging 25. You would have thought he'd be nervous. Like, his his um, you know, what I like about these young guys, um, they're uh, 
that they can be oblivious to the moment. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that they are, but some of them are. And yeah. I think that helps them perform at a high level. Like sometimes you're you're unaware of the moment and yeah. and that's what gets you over the moment. And then you look back and be like, wow, I played well in that moment. And then you can ride that weight for the rest of your career. Like I, it's not a knock. It's just yeah. the reality our young guys can live in. Yeah, no, that's real. That's real. I, I just think sure he's yeah, and he, he just bro, he be killing, bro. He, he's a tough guard for me, and I, it's not too many guys I call the tough guard. Like he, he got it. He don't stop moving. He don't stop moving. He can do it off the dribble. He hit big shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't. You know what made Denver so tough is you got to figure out what you're gonna do on the pick and roll with Murray and Jokic, and it's like you can put a big guard on Murray, but then you got to figure out what you're gonna do. You gonna hedge out, you gonna you gonna show, you gonna um you gonna show and you know a contact switch or switch or you got so many but then you got Jokic who killing you. So it's like you gotta figure out how you're gonna guard it. I think it's a part of it's the Jokic effect as well. Like we, we always talk about Steph and how he makes everyone else around him greater. I think Jokic is on that level of how he makes his teammates that much more effective because it's like what you gonna do? They keep saying let him score, he still get forty, but he started out one game. He didn't shoot in the first quarter. He shot. He yeah. didn't shoot in the first quarter. Had ten assists, yeah. eight assists in the first quarter. Then he he ended up. It's like don't let him get his assists. It's like he ain't shooting. He got his assists, but then he ended the game. He's like he got thirty five. The yeah, boy was right. killing. No, he's tough, bro. I, I just that offense, man. It clicks second. Say if you try to trap, you try to trap Jamal. It's right out of his hand to Jokic, and the second it gets in the air to Jokic, the man from the corners cut in, and it's yeah. it's clockwork, bro. But yeah, I, I don't know, bro. Shoes. Yeah, who else you like in the top five with the PGs? I mean, obviously Steph is one. Obviously, uh, Kyrie is Kyrie. Would I mean the only thing holding Kyrie back is y'all narrative. Yeah, <laughs> right. For real, like think about um, is Luca a point guard? Yes. Luca missed the playoffs this year. They did that to Luca. You got Dane. You got SGA. You got Fox. All right, I, I, I have somebody. All right, all right, we gonna do Dame, Steph, uh, uh, uh. Drew, Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. Damn, bro, I'm gonna have to put Luca up in this motherfucker. Um, but S- but SGA went crazy this year. Somebody argued S- with me. I think it was um, Ty, Ger- Ty, Ty Jerome was arguing that SGA was a top ten player in the league, and I'm like you, I'm like you crazy. But then he, the way he broke it down, and then we played him, and what he did to us. I'm looking like, listen, man, I might have to really consider that. Like, I'm not mad at that. And I'm a huge fan. No, I am too. You always go get him a 30 piece. But, like, you want to know who I like that people don't talk about and he kind of gets overshadowed, but every time he has a ball, it's crazy. Pause. Darius Garland. Nope. Because I, I, I was paying attention to him. Man. Because what the Knicks did to him. Because they were going heavy pick and roll with Donovan Mitchell, bro. One game when Donovan had 30, they just kept calling pick and roll. At one point, if you notice, it was like, bro, when you took the ball out of Donovan's hands, it was not disrespect to Donovan because he's all NBA, but it's the truth. The offense ran better with Darius Garland. Like sometimes Darius should just be in the corner, and it's not being like, nope. His bad games, he was 14 points, five for eight. Donovan was just shooting that bitch every night. Like, seriously, at one point, I'm like, bro, it may sound crazy, but Donovan needs to give the rock up. Shorty liked that. Yeah, I like him. I like him. I like him. Um, I blame. I, I blame. 
I blame the rooster shoot guy. Joaquin Noah. Joaquin Joaquin Noah. Wow. And every time I hear him, <laughs> the rooster shoe guy. <laughs> Cause that's his pops or the rooster shoes. I cannot get over that. Um every time I think about somebody playing in Cleveland or a Cleveland Cavalier, the first thing that comes to my mind is who wants to come to Cleveland? <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, is that affecting the play? It's just been it's just been embedded in my head. <laughs> no, that was wild today. Like you come on vacation to Cleveland. Like, bro, that was crazy he went in like that, bro. Then when I got older, I was like, oh, damn. Well, what is he say wrong? It's funny because nobody messed with him, though. Like, nobody, like, he stood on that and nobody said nothing. No, that's what I'm saying, bro. Yeah. yeah that's exactly what I'm saying. I mean, it was Cleveland, right? <laughs> Shout out to so, Cleveland. That's what came to mind in terms of Garland. But, I mean, you still got Ja. De'Aaron Fox went crazy in the first round of playoffs, like, Fox got to be up there too. I mean, I think it's. I just want to get back Fox to up there. Point, I just got. I want to get back to point guards, guard point guards. You bro, point guard. But when you got a six, when you got a six eight point guard, it's different. Like yeah, these guys think guard Luca, and them guys think guard Steph. Yeah, bro, point guards aren't guarding point guards. You want to go and guard them the two and the three. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's just it, bro. Like I wish point guards to guard point guards. So, so I can guard the wheat. So me and the dude that's shooting four times a night can literally match up. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? If you're if you're a point guard, another point guard is guarding you. What does that say about your game? <laughs> Damn, G. That's a real that's question. A, that's aggressive. <laughs> well, what point guards are being guarded by other point guards? Because there's one on this list that that's why I came into mind, and I and he's but he always guarded other point guards because he a dog on defense. Let me see. Who is it, bro? Halliburton? No. Nope. Uh, Smart? Bingo. <laughs> yo, yo. Am I right? Yo, the, bro, that is hilarious, bro. Bro, the fact that Smart and, like, we had Van Fleet up here is a joke. Like, you like, you, I like Van Fleet a lot. Don't let me get it fucked up, but, like, come on, bro. Speaking of this past season, there was this thread that was hilarious. Hilarious. It was the funniest moments. Was this the funniest NBA season ever? And for sure. The comments and the videos were beautiful. Beautiful. I know Damian uh Damian Lee and I, we gotta have him. He'll be he might be the first guest on season three. He sent me about five of them and I was literally in tears. I had to rewind a few because if some of them I didn't see, like uh oh, I didn't see the Pat Bev. Oh, with the camera? Uh, I know, no, not that one. Shot. Pat Bev had a couple. I did, Pat had a couple. I didn't see the Pat Bev post-game interview when they were like, you know, how do you improve on your three-point shooting? You, the team has been struggling from three. How do you improve the team's three-point shooting? He said, well, I believe last game um, we shot 20% from three. And tonight we shot, I think, 26% from three. So I say we're starting to improve already. So we're there. Straight face, fam. I'm in tears because the way he said it, I'm like, I don't even know where they're going when he's starting. And he literally was like, oh, we've had 20% last game, 26% this game. I say we've had some great improvement, fam. Man, oh, Sh Shannon Sharp. Shout out to Shannon. Versus the, the Memphis Grizzlies. was crazy. Bro, that was crazy. 
what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what? Like, what? And it, that, it was like, damn, G, like, how y'all get into it with Shannon? Like, you know what I'm saying? And then it was like, bro, I feel Shannon. Like, he grown as hell. He's like, bro, I beat the shit out of all y'all and y'all daddy. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Who is y'all talking to? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think uh, one of my favorite moments from the year probably was just like the Austin Reeves, just a whole wave of Austin Reeves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his shoe just dropped too. He just dropped his, his shoe. shoe yeah, good chance. Um, go like it on uh, Instagram, Twitter. I ain't say go buy it. I say go like it. Yeah, but usually we uh, we harp on that and we try to say like, oh, it's because of this, it's because of that. But it's like, no, Austin Reeves, he, he really doing his thing, bro. He had a big year. Like the, the Lakers, go. they all stepped up, came back. Like literally, go. you know what I mean? I think the Lakers narrative was pretty fun for the year as well, bro. They had a roller coaster of a season from where they yeah. to where they ended. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm saying it's funny considering the fact that like a lot of reports can be annoying. You understand True. what I'm saying? So like it was cool eventually and maybe it's like the removal of Brian or something like you could root for under, you know what I mean? The underdogs yeah. overcome and it was like a story and like, I don't know, maybe on some weird shit, but like you see Brian kind of playing at human level and not like in a sense of like he's down, but like you say that you see the age wearing on him, but he's still stepping up and doing some amazing shit. Yeah. Yeah, that is, it's always interesting playing for the Lakers. You talk about the Knicks versus Brooklyn. LA is going to be a Lakers town, but you know, you got to be able to handle playing for the Lakers. And even the the AD narrative was very interesting. Like they every every days. every odd day, he was he was the most hated Laker. But on even days, he was the best player on the team for the Lakers. And you would hear it, like you would hear it certainly. Players on the Lakers saying we're going to play well. Uh, Anthony Davis is the best player on the team, and then he'll go do it. But then those other days, he might have fifteen and ten and four blocks, and it was, you know, shout out to Bubba Dub, trash in their opinion. <laughs> and so it was just that whole narrative was. It's always been funny to me. I'm always watching that. Like, did it go? No, you want to know what narrative goes under the radar? When Brian walk in and you hear them, you hear them, you hear them boys bah, like doing that bad. I'm like, bro, that's <laughs> or like what you see on a court. It's just like you take a they just be crowning that man. Like, no, rock, this is that, this is, is that this not, is that that went under the radar. Like that's OD, my nigga. That's OD. You know what? You know you have a, you have a good point, and here's what I'll say to that. Because I wanted to say this earlier, uh, not earlier. Because we had something we wanted to speak on. Like, you know, one of the things was like speaking on Drake or whatever. Because I love his music. I even heard a song the other day. I'm like, what song is this? And they was like, this Drake. And you know me, I don't listen to Drake music. But when I hear it, I'm like, oh, this is a hit. But I think sir, fan bases can deteriorate or can um, lessen the value of a great artist, performer, entertainer. I think fan bases... Can't annoy no. the hell out you. LeBron's fan base, like not even the real fan base. I'm talking about people that just flip flop and be all over. They got yeah, they hate him because they hate him ten years ago. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Which was like, which was crazy. Like, like don't yeah. get this wrong. Like LeBron's always been greatness. The fact that he's ever been hated, considering like where he's come from, is Correct. a fucking crime. So don't get That's that right. wrong. But like keep right. And so he he had like half his fan base used to hate him at one point. I'm like, yo, what's up with y'all? And so. Yeah. Drake has a similar fan base. I'm like, listen, man, 
y'all making it really hard for us to appreciate this person. Like if y'all just move out the way, now I don't have a problem with his teammates with the bad, or I don't have a problem with his teammates. It's just, yeah. it's just, we're so consumed with so much noise now where it would yeah. turn off, it would turn us off to being able to sit down and just really appreciate somebody because it's like, there's all this noise to be like, if y'all just shut up, like, we, we know how good somebody is. You don't have to tell me. I can see it. I went against it. And I think that plays, that plays a large role in it. That's just been on my mind for like two, three days. Yeah, that's real. I, I think one thing that occurs too, and sometimes like even when you make statements about Brian, they're like, man, that's what, or like even you make statements about Hove or like we think inadvertently of like the fan base, you also be like, man, that's what you get for fucking with like the king or that boy. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, bro, people... Like, you might be like, Brian, did I? And that's, you know, people that you only know thought you existed is on your ass for the rest of life. And you like, bro, what? Like, so sometimes you like, man, your punishment is the elements, the universe, because them niggas on your ass. That is it's like, true story. This, this is like when Jay dropped it. Dre had a verse to Old Boy with camera, and, and they cut it. And Cam didn't be like, uh, man, after we heard his verse, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. A bunch of whole fans on Cam head, and yeah. we could. Cam was in uh, rap jail for like ten years, fam. He was in rap de- jail for like a decade. He finally got out. Shout out to what it is, what it is. They, you know, we know we fans of that. No, that is crazy, bro. That is, but that, bro, the similar. similar. No, it's just it's good business. Yes, <laughs> that and that's what's business. And that's what's LeBron man. Don't don't undercut me, G. I just got a question. I got a question. That shit fucked me up on a on a Monday night when I heard it. And then like on a Wednesday night, I heard the buy again. And then I'm like, I know they not crowning this nigga. Like, then I put myself in that position. I'm like, could I? And I'm like, no, nah, I couldn't. And I'm a supportive nigga. <laughs> Well, let's move on, bro. Damn. Point forward. All right, we've got some fan reflections I do want to touch on. You know, we got a, we get some really good feedback on our fan base, socials, and whatnot. Um, and they had a few questions. So um, one of them was, you know, we start off every episode talking about how did you get here? And I think uh, some folks want to know, you know, how the two of us got here. Go back and listen to uh, season one, and we got to break it down. That's fine. Et one for you. They're seeing you do. They're seeing you do other shows and 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 things of that nature. Uh, are you really a member of the media now? No, nah, nah. To be honest with you, this is this is how I feel on life. I feel like I reached my goal of making it to the NBA and like free forming and you know doing all that shit. So like the member of the media, it's like nah. Like I enjoy what I'm doing, and I enjoy the freedom of it. Right. I feel I mean, well, what define media. I think that I think that's what I'm saying. I mean, I jump on like TV shows and talk shit. I don't think that's media. It's just me talking basketball. But I mean, I guess I could be. But like, nah, I don't. Um, I don't know. I feel like media members do some other stuff, like the insight type of stuff. I'm still like kind of pro player. Like a lot of shit that I know I could have reported and I don't. I feel like that is kind of like true some media stuff. Like I would have true positioned this and said. Who off the bam? Right, the feds, that type shit. So like, I don't think, I don't know, bro. Do you think you have to? Do you think you have to be um, searching for a clickbait or uh, a viral moment? Do you consider that 
Like that might be in it, the DNA of the media now. No, it, it, it totally is. Because when you sit there, it's like, even with this sometimes, I did on, I did the, the Warriors rant or whatever after that went viral. And it's like, no, bro, I literally told stories of watching Steph Curry cook and being like, this is this is the craziest shit I ever seen. Like, I didn't literally sat there and been like cheering and like rooting, like, whoa, like Steph Curry is a player of the decade. Like the Warriors are like by far the best. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Aside from everything, it's like, I still argue, the reason why I'm mad at KD going there, y'all didn't need KD. Right. Period. Like y'all were already champions at that. There was nothing like it. So like where I'm sitting there, it's like, nah, like, when you do new media, it's like, yeah, if you do go viral, am I media now? I've been doing this for a while. You know what I mean? I've been tweeting, doing stuff for a while. So I don't even know what media is. I just feel like everybody just creates content and we all got an opinion and we just shit it out. I don't even want to. I think, I think it's a sign of respect at the same time. Because sometimes I sit back and I'm like, how did I get caught up in this? This yeah. was not. This was not the plan. Uh, if anything, with my certain decisions I make, I don't want it to even be known. And like the Memphis situation, it's like, why do I got to keep explaining this? And how does this keep coming up? Why is this a topic of discussion for everyone? And then even that, what you just said, you know, how you went viral in that moment, but you sat there in front of Steph on our very first pod we ever did. Uh, I think it's the second one we dropped. And said what? And Tell him. You were just like, bro, you know, the story of, uh, uh, what's my man that played for the Nets that, that died in a car crash? Drazen Petrovic. Drazen Petrovic. You tell the story of that. Like, I got that story from you. You know, his wife, when he after he died, it was his wife or his mother said. His mother. His mother said, you were put on earth for others to witness. Like, you weren't put on earth for me to hold you back and, you know, love when you and hold you. Like, I have to just let you go out because God put you on here for you to inspire people, for you to be great, for you to do things that the earth has never seen. Like you make the world go round. Yeah, and and you express that to Steph, like you are a different type of human being. Like I'm on a bench and I was actually at all, like this is one of the greatest things I've ever seen in person. Like you express that to him. Yeah, almost to the point where I said, you don't even need another trophy, bro. You're Steph Curry, like fuck right. the trophy. Like it don't even matter. Like you are basketball and like, it's just wild when you break down certain media moments and I go away from it. That's why I'm so cautious to call myself mm-hmm. media because if I, when I got noticed for media, it was somewhat viral moments. And it's like, no, bro, I'm, I'm here to uplift the athlete. And like, mm-hmm. I, I went in on a, I went in obviously on a situation with great players and a great moment in time that we all have to respect. And it's like, if that's what makes me media now, and no, I don't want to be media because I want to keep right. uplifting like the great p- things I see. The same way I joke and say like people are a buy. And it's like, no, nah, I didn't sit on the bench. I'm like, wow, Dame Lillard is different. Like right. you, you people that used to play like Dre, you play with Dre, you could have been as good as Dre. Like, nah, Dre's way different, bro. Like there's different, you understand what I'm saying? Like I want to like legit be able to express what I'm seeing, not hating on it. And like right. if I do have like a, a down moment of negativity or maybe speaking positively, I wanted to be taken that way and not in a sense of trying to go viral. Right. Like, so, uh, we're, we're, we always speak on being uh, gatekeepers. And it's yeah. like, Kat just said something crazy, right? I won't even discuss it. But that's the moment for us to go back and tell him, like, nah, that ain't, this ain't how that works. And we want uh, other NBA players and younger kids listening to think, yeah, I've got to be able to do this, this, and that before I speak to that level. Yeah. And and also too, bro, you you get media mixed up too, bro. Like, 
and I like some of the words I said, I just seen side eyes from dudes and shit. It's like, bro, I don't want to be known as media, bro, because like you walk on me and ask me what I said, I'm gonna kick your ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not doing none of that other shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, no, bro, I would never be disrespectful towards this and the other. And I don't even want to be labeled as like somebody's like, you trying to do it for a job or media or like, no, bro, I would never. Like we always say, Bobby Knight says, journalism is one step above prostitution. But like, I don't want to be perceived as like smutting myself out to try to get a job and like go former B with the player and then shit on the player. That's right. that's, that's why I'm so worried to call myself media because when it right. comes down to it, you could be talking and they want the inside scoop and it's like, what do I look like, a sucker to say my man's info mm-hmm. on national TV? Like, nah, bro, keep your little, your little change. I'll do it myself. You feel me? And I'll end with this to take us out. I do think there is the way that the media positions how we connect, interact, or nothing in terms of African Americans. And so they talk about it in music, you know, because music is a connector, sports is a connector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how we communicate towards one another or what they push out is never anything that's positive. You know what I mean? And it's, it's always something that's, you know, um, you know, there's, there's tension there and then that message spreads. And then we're seen as we don't even, we're not connected. Even with the CBA, you know, there's a lot of great things that have been done, but then they'll spread like the tensions or we were not unified or all those things, which brings me to, we're celebrating Juneteenth. And, um, a lot of folks have misconceptions about Juneteenth and its history and why we celebrate it. Um, and. I think we all should do our due diligence and give people some background to the history of the holiday and why we should make it a big deal. Juneteenth is a federal holiday in the United States commemorating the emancipation of enslaved African-Americans and is usually celebrated on the third Saturday in June. So while we're in 2023, this is only the third year anniversary of Juneteenth becoming federal holiday. Sounds like America. Um, The celebration actually goes all the way back to 1866 when at first it was, it was involving church center community gatherings in Texas. Uh, and I do know that it started in Texas. We actually celebrated Juneteenth in this festival every summer in Springfield, um, mm-hmm. like a third Saturday. And so we had like a talent show. Um, we had music, we had food, drinks, we had a basketball tournament that was super dope. Um, shout out to my man. Uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank on Ray's last name. Oh. No, my man Ray, my brother's one of my brother and my close friend, uh, you know, Mike Wild, one of their best friends, he was shot and killed. And that, like, we always talk about, there's always something negative being centered around any of our celebrations. You know, Martin Luther King Day, uh, we, there was always fights with the KKK rallies on Martin Luther King Day. And it, I mean, I almost didn't go to Arizona because Arizona didn't celebrate MLK Day until, like, 2000-something. Like, how crazy mm-hmm. is that? That's right? crazy, yeah. That's like the Martin TV episode. I'm sorry, right. Martin. I just didn't want to go to Arizona. Yeah, exactly. I didn't think about that part. But a big part of Juneteenth, I do know, was a lot of slaves didn't know that they were free after 1865. Like they didn't know. Years, right? It took like two years for information to come out, right? Correct. Correct. And and they said they were still slaves, even more beyond two years because they had nowhere to go. They, you know, the sharecropping became like the new slavery. And then obviously uh, mass incarceration is new slavery, the modern day slavery. Um, so these churches, they spread across the South uh, to spread the word. And um, Juneteenth became more commercialized in the 1920s and 1930s. 
the holiday is considered the longest running African-American holiday and has been called American Second Independence Day, which is uh, incredible. Uh, but the Independence Day, actual day, is very funny to me, considering they fought over who would win the land they stole. Historians suggest that Juneteenth has three goals. I went crazy right there. Juneteenth has three goals, to celebrate, to educate, and to agitate. And E.T., you know I truly enjoy those who who what my thing is um i think our presence as african-americans or black americans alone agitates a lot of people and i like agitating those people so we should use any opportunity to celebrate our blackness as loudly and as proudly as we can shout out to juan carlos and tommy smith point forward season two is a wrap we look forward to seeing y'all very 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 soon um, special into a special season. Stay tuned for season three. And we got some big stuff for season three. We might have an addition, an add-on. Who knows? Now we got an on-court workout with uh, a top five player in the NBA. We gonna show him some new moves, like Dragonfly Jones. All right.